Ah, dear. Who is texting me at this time of day? So, kids, so I was thinking about war. I mean, I think about war on occasion anyway, just in, in, in like a general capacity of who we're at war with, who we're fighting, and why we're doing it, and whether there's the right reasons to do it, and whether it will actually solve anything, and my general belief is, is probably not, but that's, that's a whole other conversation to have. But I recently saw an advert for the RAF. Now, the area for me is interesting because there's only certain jobs I'm allowed to do in the military because I'm colorblind. Um, I'm unable to pilot a aircraft in the military because I am colorblind. And that's that's just one of those... And it's, kind of, it's one of those annoying ones because it's like as soon as you know you can't do it, you suddenly think, mm, maybe... Maybe I really want to do that. Maybe I want to, I want to go out my way and get myself a jet and one. And I, I've considered... I've considered joining the army before. This isn't the first time. I, I considered it back in college. Um, um, I mean, like, UK college, so I would have been eh, 17, 18 at the time. Uh, I considered it around then because I, I didn't I didn't want to go to university. I didn't. I wanted to get an apprenticeship or I wanted to go do something else or get a job and do something because I, I didn't want the cost of university. I ended up going to university, um, of course, because, you know, if you're fighting entropy, why not just spend thirty thousand pounds or more um, on a degree which does nothing? That's that's irrelevant. Um, but I've considered it before, and I was sat considering it again because I've been going through just some kind of not life-changing things, but but some events which just made me consider where I am in my position and and, and my age because um, I'm 28. And I'm before that thirty barrier, and and the thirty barrier is a thing. That's that's that is consistently a thing that uh, you see it as a, as a barrier, and you think, oh, after thirty, I'm 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 old. Before thirty, I'm quite young, you know. But and whereas I I felt old for years. This isn't you know a new thing. Um, but I was I was kind of thinking it's more in terms of education and and all things like that, and and being twenty eight, that whether I could start a new career at this age. Because my my parents have just retired, and and I got thinking, oh well, well they could they could go do something new. They could learn, and, and they could, and but at their age, by the time they they learnt something new or, or explored a new industry, they probably wouldn't be able to fully participate in that industry. They wouldn't be able to go out and, and achieve the same level as they had in their past lives because they were working for um, for so long and. Being 28, I thought, oh, well, I'm at the right age. If I wanted to start a new career, if I wanted to do something like engineering, or I wanted to be a doctor or a veterinarian, I'm at the age where I could do that. I could start that now and study for five or six years. And I'd, I'd be, you know, 30, 30, 30 35 maybe um, as a doctor or, you know, a practitioner of some sort. By the time I got there. And then I'd still be at the bottom, but I'd still have a good couple of decades of work left to do before I got to retirement age. And and I could probably achieve within that field. Of course, the military offers apprenticeships and stuff like that. 
so this is this is how I came across this advert for uh, the Air Force because engineers, practitioners, all that kind of thing. The, the military needs a lot of these. It doesn't need artists, sadly. Um, but they it kind of it kind of popped up, and I was I was sat considering the military for a little while, and then and, and then considering war, and. In a way, the participation of the military and and the army and anything like that, for me, has always been kind of a double-edged sword. The idea of joining the army, all patriotism and country and all that kind of stuff, all that, all of that side, because that's, that's something which we could discuss another time. But just the idea of being in the military doesn't particularly phase me. The idea that I'd be putting myself in in, in danger and dying um, at someone else's hands, whilst that is a thing and that that's quite scary, um, that's not what stops me from wanting to to join the military. Um, my my views on on patriotism and how we use our military are, are generally what stops me from joining the military and also you know not wanting to die. But there's this other other little edge that is. It's kind of a, a fear, in a way, of, of not knowing how you would react in those situations. Um, of not knowing what you're capable of, in a way. And holding yourself back. I think maybe it goes back to, to that, that other vo- uh, podcast I did where I discussed not being able to be angry. Not allowing myself to be angry. Um, and this, this idea of being in the military... Because I, I have, I have an appreciation for for logic and doing things efficiently. And suddenly you're in a position where your job, efficiently, would be to kill people. And that's quite a scary thing, of of the, having the capacity to be able to eliminate life in a more logical, efficient manner. Um, is obviously a wanted skill, within within warfare um, as much as war- warfare is, is protection, is, is attack and then that, that maybe it concerns me it's part of my personality which which does concern me which brings me to, to the title of, of why uh, why you should pick the bard so there's this running joke within D&D about bards if you don't know a bard is a person who joins the band of merry soldiers and and wizards and witches and, and paladins and all, and all your usual characters, your rogues, your thieves, your, your, all, all of those usual classes. Um, and then there's the bard. The bard is generally a musician or artist in some capacity. I will quickly Google uh, bard so I'm not besmirching the name. In the according to Wikipedia, a, it's a medieval Gaelic British culture term. Um, a bard was a professional storyteller, verse maker, music composer, employed by a patron. So, why would you want to be a bard? Now, in D and D, you want to be a bard because not only do they have musical ability um, and charisma and, and charm and all the things which make it easier to communicate with the uh, non-player characters of the D and D world, uh, they also have magic. Uh, to some capacity, and they're usually quite nimble, um, and they just generally just bring a, a bit of uplift to to the the party. Um, 
and they can help you out in some some strange ways. They, they you know, their their music is meant to to adjust the vibration of the air and uh, and generally just up everyone within the group. That's their job. Their job is to 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 strengthen an already impressive group, um, and and that's quite a strange thing. But there's obviously this running joke that that there's just a musician. You've got a, a group of people who are highly powerful and dangerous, and you have a, a ukulele player. You know, each to their own, but it, it, it's a musician, it's a poet. Which brings me to the, the whole idea of me joining the army. Now, I'm not bad, I'm no musician. But I do classify myself as an artist. Or a wannabe artist, a, an amateur um and so obviously I'm not magical so I can't see myself as a D&D type bard but I remember distinctly having this conversation with a friend of mine who we were on about the military and whether you join or what what division of the military you might end up in and the likelihood is if I was to join the military I would probably aim for something like uh, a sniper because I'm long-sighted and I'm colorblind, which makes me good in low light, and I have long-distance shooting. Now, whether I can fire a sniper rifle successfully is completely off this. This is all hypothetical. I'm not suggesting it's easy to fire a gun in any way, shape, or especially not a sniper rifle. But we were on about it, and we were discussing it, and, and I said more, and I explained my, my theory of I'd, I'd be scared of what I'd do in the military. I'd be, I'd be scared of what I would, would be capable of, um, and then how I, I could be used by the military to to achieve their their own all, own end goals and he, he couldn't quite understand it i said well you got to consider so if you've seen my illustrations and you've seen my the work which i make a lot of what i do is concept based a lot of it is is all just around concepts and it's, it's this idea of trying to generate discussion and feelings through imagery imagery and and creation and i do that Okay, I think I've I've had people approach me and and say, yeah, you know, I'm I'm really getting this concept. It it, it represents a, a great deal to me, and I'm really happy you made this work. Which is fantastic, by the way. Thank you to anyone who's ever who's ever given me that uh, that encouragement. So, I'm capable of doing that with a pen. I'm capable of making someone feel something affecting their emotions and day with a pen and paper. Now, take that skill of being able to impact someone's day, emotional, mental well-being, and then apply that to something as dangerous as weaponry. Imagine what I could do with a gun, is all I'm saying. And that, that, that terrifies me. Well, not terrifies me, but it does. It makes me consider how I would approach situations, because it's, it comes back to there's a whole this whole realm of concept value, which obviously it gets lost within the military. Because within the military, you you are trained to be part of a unit. You are you are you're given direction, and the whole idea is you support each other as much as you support yourself. You support each other because as a team, you're much more effective and you're much more dangerous. So places for creativity just don't occur 
But for someone where creativity comes naturally, there's a lot of room. It's, it's, there's a, I was think, sat thinking of it as back in you know medieval times and, 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 and times where bards were, were, were profitable. A huge length and breadth went into symbolism, everything. Because the world was much more superstitious, superstitious. Wow, words, and and that was that was that was a whole place within culture was to create the symbolism. You went to war, so you, when you went to war, you took banners, you took flags, you took, you know, you had people rend- giving renditions to the crowd. There'd be war drums, there'd be huge things which were just there to intimidate the enemy and and to to rile up your own troops because you you know you have drums playing you you're marching along everything's to a rhythm and everything kind of gets together and and so you feel more consistent as a unit so you your your uh, what is the word well not your ego but your your anticipation of the battle and there's that that, that rise of bloodlust and then someone gives a rousing speech and these speeches are, are the same place as bards and and now in the military you have sergeants and, and lieutenants and, and all all above and they give speeches to their troops. You know they're there to they're there to to give you um, strength, you know mental strength to to kind of guide you through these these battles, and and you know to stoke you up to get you hyped. That's that. What's what it comes down to? That's what all these things are about. And as much as that, in back in medieval times, you know they used to mount heads on pikes. Because they were traitors, you know, they decapitate people and and put their bodies on display to to instill that fear. And it still happens within within uh, various cultures, not so much within within British military, um, but at the same time, you know, how we deal with prisoners is a lot about degradation, and how we deal with with uh, having captors and making people. I mean propaganda and everything it all interlinks and because I'm naturally gifted gifted I mean it sounds stupid and over overblown I'm you know I'm okay um because I can do that even when approaching any project or I think I I can't help but do that I can't help give that significance to whatever I'm working on and It'd be strange or it'd be dangerous to take that into a warfield situation, a, a field where you are killing and, and maiming and eliminating things. You know, it's that whole... It's just the classic symbolism of it. And given, you know, the opportunity to bring that in, my brain wouldn't wouldn't bat an eyelid. You know, you're given permission to do something, which is... is you know, as as powerful as taking a human life, and you're given permission to do it. So you know, your brain will click into king, and that's why people take bards. That's why people want to be bards because not only are you are you skilled within a D and D realm of of killing um, and magic, and 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 being a powerful uh, fighter, but you're also the mental support for the group you're you're there to inspire to be a muse and to terrify you have control of not only you know you might not be the best fighter in the group you might not be the strongest in the group you might not be the smartest in the group but you have a skill which for human beings is so important 
of just being able to control any situation by altering the mood of that situation. And whilst I do that for art, whilst I, that I mean, that's that's essentially all art exploration is, is attempting to alter someone's mood and thoughts and give them, you know, provoke some, some sort of thought within them. It's all consensual. You know, it's, it's, I make a piece of art, I put it on display and somebody finds it and, and views it and they're accepting because it's, it's registered on as a piece of art that that's what's, that's what's happening. It's a communication between the viewer and the piece. And it's all consensual because they've chosen to view it and they're, they're viewing it as a piece of art. So there's the extra bit of communication, which you don't even have to say because they're, it's known, it's context. It's context of the piece. So you make a picture and you put it on display and they're like, cool, that's a picture, that is a piece of art, that is intended to trigger something within me. That That's the whole point of it. So it's a conversation. To, but to do that to someone without their consent as a way of intimidation and or you know manipulation is something which makes me very uncomfortable and it's something which I know I'm capable of because I've done it in the past uh, regrettably of just imposing your your will mentally on some people you know having an adage of concept to anything increases the power of it and, and concept is something which I do very well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's that question of why would you pick the bard? Why would you pick a poet, an artist, to take them to war? And it's because whilst killing one another and fighting doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, there are those who know how to tug at the heartstrings and know how to to wedge that little bit of fear in your mind, doing things you wouldn't even thought just naturally. You know, I gotta stop applying a concept value to everything. I'll never get anything done. It's it's disgraceful, really. But have you ever considered? You ever sat thinking how you'd, you know, how you'd react if you were conscripted, sent into the military, where you would end up? That's something which I've thought about. Something about which I've thought about recently as well. And no, I don't see myself joining the military anytime soon. But you know. World War may be round the corner again, as is always the way. And whilst the media is doing a very good job of playing a bard right now, imagine what happens when you take artists into battle. I'll talk to you guys later.